Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, St. Louis Cardinals fans, and welcome to another Believe in Cardinals podcast. As always, I am your host, Braxton Wheeler. Today's date is August 7th, 2023, and this is episode number 35. You can find this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite shows, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SiriusXM, Amazon Music, Pandora, and many more. If you enjoy this show, please hit the subscribe button so you, you can be a part of the first listen club. Every time a new show is posted about the birds on the bat, you can also follow me on Twitter at Brax, B-R-A-X-X-X 26 as I post content daily and send me a message whenever you'd like if you want to hear something specific on the show. All right, guys, welcome in. This is episode number 35. As always, please subscribe, please hit the like button, and please leave me a good review. So anyway, funny story before I get started today. This is actually my seventh time trying to record this podcast. And I'm not joking. It is legit taking me seven times to record this podcast. So yesterday, I went through the entire process. It was a 30-minute show. You know, I had all the notes laid out, had everything perfectly laid out. And it was just one of those days where nothing was going right. You know, I was I was legit so satisfied with the way the show went. You know, you spend 30 minutes talking straight. No, I didn't have any ad reads, nothing like that. I talked for 30 minutes straight. So I get to the end, and you know, this is the 35th show. This hasn't happened one time out of the 35, so I was like, certainly this isn't going to happen. It was actually one of my biggest fears. And generally after I, I normally do a test run, right, to see if the microphone, everything's working. So yesterday the microphone was working. Everything was fine, but it's something to do. I just figured it out that I have to have the video camera actually turned on as well as the microphone. Now, I'm pretty good with technology, but I had no idea that was going to cause an issue. So that's kind of where I was at. So anyway, let's try this again. The, the first five times this time, I went back and I couldn't hear myself talking again. Now, of course, I only started like 10, 15 seconds in just testing things. But I'll tell you what, man, I have no idea what was going on. So anyway, the title of this show today is uh, It's Time for Patience. Okay, and what do I mean it's time for patience? And this is probably really difficult to hear as a St. Louis Cardinals fan because we've never had to deal with it. You know, depending on how old you are listening to the show, I was born in 1997. I'm 26 years old, and I was looking at the Cardinals' history, and I wanted to see the last time that the Cardinals were in the dog days of summer, which I call August. Right, we're in the dog days of summer. We're at the point now that we've had enough of summer. Um, I'm in Virginia. It's really hot here. You know, a lot of people will agree that August is the worst month, and that's really around the country for a lot of places. It's just hot. You're ready for the fall. And uh, not only that, but the Cardinals are out of contention and they're not necessarily close. This will lead into the state of the Cardinals and exactly where the team's at right now. So the St. Louis Cardinals, the last time that they had a losing record was in 2007. Okay. In 2007 was the last time that they went under 500. They were 78 and 84. Before that, the last time they were under 500 was 1999. So let me put that in perspective. Since 1999, the St. Louis Cardinals have had one losing season. That is absolutely absurd. So in 24 years of baseball, the Cardinals have had one losing season. So sure, you know, there's a couple things I want to say on this. One is, since we aren't used to this as fans, it makes you really appreciate 
how good Cardinals fans have have it has have had it. Like right, yes, we haven't won a World Series since 2011. Yes, they haven't won many playoff games in the past two two seasons. But I've always said, as just a, as a baseball fan in general, is I've never experienced baseball boring in the summer because we've always had a reason to watch. Right, the moment you don't have a reason to watch, and right now the Cardinals are 49 and 64 safely out of the playoff hunt, right? 11 games back of the NL Central. They're gonna, there has to be some patience with this fan base. And I'm not saying patience in accepting a, let's say, a rebuild for the next few years. That's not the case. With the Cardinals not trading away Paul Goldschmidt and not trading away Nolan Arnato and keeping their young core and keeping, you know, uh, all these guys, even Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson, who I was ex- really surprised that they kept both of those guys just because I'm saying we have to be patient doesn't mean that the standard of the St. Louis Cardinals has to change. So, you know, it's it, it really is crazy that the Cardinals took this big of a step back this season. Last year, winning 93 games and losing 69. Yes, the playoff series versus the Phillies didn't go the way we wanted. But coming into the season, I said on this podcast multiple times, I said the Cardinals just need to be within the top 15 in pitching, and they probably have a good chance to make the playoffs. Now, was that going to get them? Was that going to ever get them to a you know to win a World Series this season or make it to the World Series or win the NL pennant? Probably not. That, that was kind of always where we were at. It was like, okay, if the Cardinals make the playoffs, I can see how they fall short because they're not as strong pitching-wise like some of these teams like the Atlanta Braves. And we've we've seen that the St. Louis Cardinals had a they have a top ten hitting offense in baseball that didn't show up last night as they lost one zero to the Rockies, but that's besides the point. At this point, um, we know what the St. Louis Cardinals are this season, and I, I'm going to talk a little bit about the trade deadline and, and exactly how I think that went and how I think giving this team a grade on how how it went as I think that's I don't want to say inappropriate, but I, I think it's way too premature to try and grade a trade deadline. That's one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to sports, and I think the only one where you can probably grade a trade deadline, you know, before any real outcomes happen, is more the NBA, right? Like you see in the NBA, and I don't like this about the NBA, but you know, let's say a guy like James Harden will request a trade after five months of being with a team, or a guy like Kyrie Irving requests a trade. Like in the NBA, you kind of know what you're going to get because these guys are already in the league. But when it comes to baseball, to throw graph trades around. I just don't think is right, and uh, it's going to take some time to see how the St. Louis Cardinals did, and I think I'm getting most of my content today from the Redbird Rants article. Uh, I really, really like their stuff. They posted some good stuff on there, so I'm going to get a lot of my content from that. But without any uh, delay here, let's get into the state of the Cardinals. This is probably the first episode I've made where I've just completely thrown up the white flag. It's over. The season's over. You know, last, last week I said, hey, Maybe if the Cardinals can run off 8 to 10 to 12 wins in a row, right? I know it sounds crazy, but if they were to do that, maybe they had a chance, you know, going into uh, we're getting somewhat near the middle of August here. So the St. Louis Cardinals are 49 and 64. That's 11 games back of first place. They're 3 and 7 in their last 10. Um, they are uh, they are negative 78 in run differential. This is actually crazy. You want to hear how bad the NL Central has been this year? The Milwaukee Brewers, who lead the division, have a negative eight run differential. The Reds, who are second place, have a negative 29 run run differential, only one and a half games back. And the Cubs are the only team in the NL Central with a positive run differential of 75. So 
I do like that stat. I think it's telling. I think the Cubs might find a way to win this division. Now, I know as Cardinals fans, I hope we can have anybody but the Cubs win the NL Central. I hope the Cincinnati Reds win it, Rye, just because, you know, they, they have had such a um, a magical season, right? Like, they weren't expected to be here. They were expected to be fighting for the worst place in the division. But little did we know it's going to be between, between us and Pittsburgh. Um St. Louis, wild card wise, you know, for what it's worth, is nine and a half games back. Uh, the the Cardinals are, that's right, they are eleventh in the National League in standings. The only team with a worst record is the Colorado Rockies with at forty four and sixty seven. So, you know, this is why you got to throw up the white flag. This is why you have to give in. Um, look, you try to be pessimistic as possible. You know especially when you do this show all the time, but you just can't at some point. So that's where the Cardinals are at. What do they have today? They have an off day today, and then they are going to hit the road and head to Tampa Bay. They have a three-game set with Tampa Bay, then they go to two at Kansas City, and then they come back home to play Oakland. So a little bit of a road trip here. Um, some winnable games in the back half of this with the, the Royals and the A's, but at this point... Um, at this point, we're just going to talk about what we need to pay attention to uh, the rest of the season. So, with that being said, I want to I want to mention this before I get into kind of the dra- the trade deadline and, and five things that we need to pay attention to the rest of the season. Um, let's talk about Steven Matz real quick. He has been really, really exceptional. Um, he's actually been one of the best pitchers the last few weeks in all of baseball. And I want to say that the Cardinals did just get the ten th- their ten thousandth win. Okay, that's that's really impressive. Um, look, this season's been absolutely miserable. It's been slow. It's been bad. It's been sloppy. It's just been, it's just not been a good season. And it's been a, a miserable um, disappointment. There's no way around it. But at the same time, you can recognize that the Cardinals are one of the best organizations in baseball. And just because we have one bad year doesn't mean that's going to change. All right. So just because we have to have patience the rest of the season, we're going to have to have patience this offseason. There's going to be a lot of talks about, you know, who the Cardinals are going to use as trade bait come winter. Um, what are five things to watch for the Cardinals the rest of the season, right? We're in the we're in the dog days of summer. It's August. We still have a little over two months of baseball left for the Cardinals. And you still want to sit down and enjoy a baseball game. What are some things to watch as a diehard Cardinals fan? Well, I'm going to lay those out for you. One. Mason wins debut. I don't know if he's going to get the call up, but I would like to think he is going to get a September call up and get to see what he does. With the Cardinals just trading away Paul DeYoung, it is it is a clear path for Mason Wynn to probably be on the big league club next year. He's definitely going to get a spring training nod, and he's going to have a real opportunity to make the team. So keep your eye out on Mason Wynn. Um, uh, he has he was not no he's not a guy that was known for his bat. Uh, ready for the big leaves, but during the month of July in the AAA, Mason Wynn slashed 359, 427, 750 with eight home runs and 26 RBIs, and that was the minor league baseball player, uh, July baseball player in all the minor leagues, Mason Wynn. So, look, he is the future shortstop of this team. I'm happy to finally say we have a future shortstop of the team. It's going to be really, really exciting to watch this kid. All right, number two. The position battles in the Cardinals outfield. Now, i got a couple little things to touch on when it comes to this. So, the St. Louis Cardinals still have a log jam when it comes to the outfield in 2024, right? We still have Jordan Walker. They still have Lars Newtbar. They have Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, Alec Burleson, and, uh, you know, even guys like Tommy Edmond and Brendan Donovan who have all been a part of the outfield. 
<clears throat> excuse me. Um, so with that being said, how how are they going to approach that next season? Right. I'm actually in. in I don't want to say shock, but I'm. I was very very confused why the Cardinals didn't get get rid of one of their outfielders. Now I understand that you have to get some sort of value back for some of these guys, right? You know, you just can't give them away to another team and not get anything in return. Um, but I think the Cardinals had more leverage than than we might have in the future with a guy like Tyler O'Neill, right? He's healthy. Um, it's just a lot of outfields, outfielders to continue to carry when you're in in bad you're in a bad pitching situation. You have a lot of you're you're hanging on to all these outfielders. No one's really knows who is the future of the team, and it's just created this log jam. And I don't want to use this phrase, but it is kind of like the elephant in the room on the St. Louis Cardinals roster. And really, the rest of this season, the main thing to watch out for is who in the world is gonna who is going to emerge emerge as the starting three outfielders, right? I think Lars Newbar is probably pretty safe. You want to say Jordan Walker's pretty safe. Um, but, you know, what about Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, and Alec Burleson? These are three guys that's just not, not – we do not know who is the everyday guy. We just don't. I really did expect the St. Louis Cardinals to trade Tyler O'Neill. I expected it. I was very surprised when they didn't. But keep an eye out of that in, in, in the near future. How do the Cardinals fare with young arms in the MLB and the AAA opportunities, right? There's no question the weakest part of this team is the pitching. The biggest question mark heading into next year is the pitching, right? The Cardinals can't waste much time trying to figure out this pitching situation, and these guys are going to get a lot of opportunities. Whoever gets opportunities in the MLB and AAA, keep your eye on. Matthew Libertor, Dakota Hudson, Michael McGreevy, Gordon Graceffo. Some of these guys were guys who just acquired in the trade deadline, like Sam Robers, Drew Rahm, and Adam Klofstein, right? Um. You know, these, in this article, it says those are a lot of mouths to feed. And on top of Libertor and Hudson, I bet we see at least one of, if not more, of Graceffo, Klofstein, McGreevy, Rom to get some run in St. Louis as well. So the Cardinals have Paul Goldschmidt, and these they have Nolan Arenado, and they hung on to these guys. These guys are entering, at least Goldschmidt, his late prime, right? You cannot waste time trying to figure out the pitching situation because if you're going to do that, you might as well try and – I hate to say it, but that's when it becomes a rebuild if you cannot figure this out relatively quick. So we're going to see what happens with these guys, and it's very important to see who's going to perform in the late, you know, the late run of the season, and who's going to get the nod next season. We already know Miles Michaelis is going to be in the rotation. If Steven Matz continues to pitch like he is right now, he's going to be in the rotation. Now, regardless how Steven Matz does the rest of the year, just because of his contract, he's going to get a a real chance, or he's going to get a chance in in spring training, if not beginning of next year. That's just the way it works. When you're getting paid that type of money, front office and management is going to keep you on the roster and give you every opportunity possible. Because if not, it just looks like an awful deal for the front office. Um, the Cardinals catching situation, I'm not going to go deep into this. I don't think the Cardinals are going to trade Wilson Contreras. I don't think they've necessarily treated him right this season. Um, but it's something to look out for next year with a guy like Ivan Herrera. And, and Andrew Kisner, right? I think we're starting to see Ivan Herrera might be start getting more time next season, but keep an eye out on that. And last but not least, excuse me, is the bullpen performance. Um, when it comes to the bullpen, uh, during there was an interview with 101 ESPN, and Michael Gers said that their biggest concern with the bullpen the rest of this season is figuring out if Ryan Helsley can get back to the player he was last season. Uh, it's a big deal, right? Well, we just got 
you know, you just got rid of Jordan Hicks, who was actually was pitching well. Got rid of Jordan Hicks. He was going to be, uh, he was going to be a free agent this all season. So the Cardinals weren't going to have any leverage on on how they move forward with him. So they traded him, which I think was the right decision. And good luck to him in Toronto. But uh, you got Giovanni Gallegos, JoJo Romero, Zach Thompson, who pitched amazing the other night, struck out the side multiple times. Um, but if Helsley is not that guy, the Cardinals have bigger issues to fix in their bullpen. So Cardinals have some problems to, to work on there. Last thing I want to touch on, I want to go over a little bit of the trade deadline. Like I said, I'm a guy that would rather, I don't want to say sit back and, and watch, but you got to just let this thing play it play itself out, right? You just can't you just can't look at a trade and immediately know what the future of it's going to hold. So here's the trades that the St. Louis Cardinals made: Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton both were traded to the Texas Rangers. The Rangers received Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton. The Cardinals received uh, his name's a little bit tough to pronounce, but right-handed pitcher Takoa Roby, infielder Thomas Sagis, and left-handed pitcher John King. Uh, we, we knew this was going to happen, right? It was the Cardinals traded away these rental players like Jordan Montgomery was definitely a rental, Jordan Hicks, Jack Flaherty, um, but they weren't superstars either, so the returns were going to be lighter than players with control. Jordan Hicks to the Toronto Blue Jays, like I said, the Cardinals received Adam Klofstein and right-handed pitcher Sam Robers. This is probably the most significant trade of them, if you had to say. The Cardinals got a top 100 prospect and um, and Roby here. Um, in the Montgomery, oh, excuse me, uh, that was in the uh, yeah, the Montgomery deal. Um, they were. I was convinced that the Cardinals could do the same with Jordan Hicks. Um, and they're trying to grade all these here. I'm not going to read you the grades because I don't I don't like all them when it comes to to that. Uh, Paul DeYoung to the Toronto Blue Jays. The Cardinals receive right-handed pitcher Matt Swabson. Um, he is a 24-year-old relief pitcher. He is not yet to pitch above the high A level which is not the best optics for a prospect. Still, Swanson did post a 1.11 ERA in 32.1 innings, so there is some promise there. Uh, they graded this a C plus. I disagree. Uh, I love the Redbird Rant stuff, but I disagree with that just because, um, look, Paul DeYoung, man, he, I mean, you know, nothing but respect to Paul DeYoung, the way he handled everything from being an all-star to being sent down to always being a true pro. But let's just be honest, he... We've seen Paul DeYoung ceiling. I think he went with Toronto after this trade, and if I, I don't quote me, but I think he went like 0 for 11 with four, five, six strikeouts, you know, to to start his campaign with Toronto. But I, he is one of my favorite players in the league. I think he's a true professional. Um, so we'll see how that one that that trade's going to have to be a long time down the road to, before we see. And the last minute trade of the deadline was Jack Flaherty to the Baltimore Orioles. The Cardinals received second baseman Cesar Pareto, left-handed pitcher Drew Rahm, and right-handed pitcher Zach Showalter. Once again, this comes from the article. Once there were only 60 minutes left to go before the deadline, there seemed to be a bit of panic among Cardinals fans about whether or not Jack Flaherty would be dealt by the club. It was clear that Justin Verlander and Dylan Cease sweepstakes were holding up the market, significantly causing teams to pause on Flaherty talks. Eventually, a deal was struck with the Orioles, with the Dodgers potentially interested, and the Rays reportedly going hard after Fair Flaherty. The Cardinals got three names in return, all with different different profiles. I'm not going to go through all this right here, but Cesar uh, Prieto posted an 868 OPS. Um, Drew Rom posted a 5.34 ERA in 86 innings. Uh, it's more of a depth trade with him. Um, and uh, the last guy, Zach Schultz-Walter, uh, in high A, 
Had a 2.37 ERA in nine starts this season. So we'll see. These are three prospects here we're going to see, and they grade that a B. Overall, this article grades the St. Louis Cardinals trade bet, trade deadline a B plus. I just try to ignore that, but um, I'm sure they have some good insight there. So once again, that comes from Redbird Rants, uh, some, of those, um, some of those quotes that I received. Anyway, that's all I got. Uh, look, man, we just, at this point, you just have to enjoy the game of baseball. It's it's a we're 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 not used to being in this position as Cardinals fans, um, but you know what the sun's gonna rise tomorrow, and before you know it, it will be spring training, and before you know it, the Cardinals will be right in the thick of the playoff hunt once again. But for now, this has been a tough season, and uh, we just gotta hang on and get through this season. Anyway, that's all I got. As always, thank you for listening. This is the Believe in Cardinals podcast, and I am Braxton Wheeler. Go Redbirds! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.